Welcome to Let's Talk Family Law, your source for how to navigate the financial and legal implications of divorce, custody, asset division, and adoption. This podcast series is created and produced by Weber Gallagher. Visit us at wglaw.com. This program should not be considered legal advice. Please consult our attorneys for your specific situation. And now, here are our hosts. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mirabli, and I'm the managing partner of the Family Law Group at Weber Gallagher. At Weber Gallagher, in representing parties in divorce, one of the first questions that we get from potential clients is, what do we bring to our first meeting with my divorce attorney? I thought this would be a great opportunity to review some of the important documents, which will help your first meeting with your divorce attorney run smoothly, and be informative. The best piece of advice that I can give to a client is to bring their tax return with all attachments. The tax return not only provides income information, but a lot of other information that is extremely useful in identifying and valuing assets. For instance, if there are rental properties, we can easily review the Schedule E of the tax return identify the addresses of each of the properties, identify whether rent is being collected, whether there are any expenses, including mortgages or liens, whether there's any net rent after payment of expenses, who the owner of the properties are, and how long the parties have owned the properties. Another great piece of information that can be reviewed on the tax return is to see if a person owns a business what percentage of the business they might own. And this can be reviewed by one document known as the K-1. On the K-1, they can show the name of the company, the address of the company, whether one of the parties to the divorce action is an owner of the company, and what percentage of ownership, as well as any distributions from profit they they may have received in any given tax year. Another piece of information that can be uh, taken from the tax return is whether or not a person is self-employed or whether they have an ownership interest in an S-corp. This information can not only go towards income, but also benefits that they might have. Simply looking at the um, tax return or if they're paid a a wage stub, such as a W-2, we can get a better understanding if they participate in a pension plan, if they participate in a retirement savings plan, such as a 401k or a SEP plan. We can also understand whether or not there's any other other benefits provided, such as health insurance. If we have several years of tax returns, we can compare income and understand whether income over a three-year time period has been consistent or whether if there are any years, the income has been higher or lower. This will give us a bigger picture as to the stability of the income in the household. Finally, we can review schedules for capital gains and dividends and find out if there are bank accounts, investment accounts, or any other type of um, retirement accounts. All of this information is not only useful in identifying assets, 
but will help us narrow the discovery requests once we're ready to move forward in the divorce. Now, a second piece of information to bring is not only just relating to the actual assets, but any debt. Certainly having um, mortgage balances, home equity loans, lines of credit, as well as any credit card statements or credit card balances for the past few months will give your attorney a better picture of issues which may need to be addressed, including any past due taxes, whether it be income taxes or real estate taxes, as well as any liens or judgments which may have been entered. Uh, another piece of documentation that we often request from our clients are bank account statements. And bank account statements um, can include joint bank account statements with the other party, bank account statements with only one of the party's names on the statement or the account, as well as any statements in which you have access to um, or some interest in with a third party, whether that third party is a family member or whether the third party might be a child or whether the third party might be um, involved with a business interest you might have. By providing statements, we can see account balances. We can see generally whether the parties are depositing monies into the accounts or whether more money is being pulled out each month and where the money might be, um, be going to. Again, all of this information helps us get a better picture of the marital estate, what the assets might be, and perhaps any values assigned to those marital assets. Another piece of great information is preparing a budget. This will help identify your monthly living expenses. Most often people want an, un an understanding of how much money per month um, they will be entitled to and support. This will help us identify how much you might need in a budget and an understanding of whether you might be able to retain your house post-divorce um, post or maybe what your goals might be over the next couple of years. It may also help us understand whether or not you might, it might be necessary um, to actually get a job if your client's not employed and what expenses may be necessary to pay each month towards living expenses. I hope that this information will help you identify all the documents you may need in meeting with your divorce attorney during their first session. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Family Law, presented by Weber Gallagher. We hope you join us next time to learn more about how to navigate the financial and legal implications of divorce, custody, asset division, and adoption. Until then, please visit us at wglaw.com.